Hello, it is editor Kayla here once again. As I mentioned in the first half of our K-pop book club episodes, this is one long recording that got split into two halves. This is the second half of the recording, and because of that, there isn't really any intro or lead into these last two books we talk about. So once I'm done with this intro, we're just going to get right back into our discussion of K-pop Confidential and K-pop Revolution, and I hope you guys enjoy. Bye! Shall we go to the worst book? Yeah. Easily. Yes, let's talk about the worst, the worst. Well, no, 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 no. I think mine's worse than yours. Okay. But as, they're a, they're a freaking, like, a, they're a package, they're a package deal. deal, really. Oh, they're sequels? Yeah. K-pop yeah, Revolution's no. a sequel to K-pop Confidential. Tea. Tell me all the tea of this So, book. I think I want to give the information on the author, Stephen Lee, in the middle of talking yeah. about the two books, because once I found yeah. out the background of this author, a lot of things made sense. So. Yeah, so let's do K-pop Confidential first, then our Stephen Lee tangent, and then, then K-pop Revolution, Revolution, which it gets so much worse. So mm-hmm. in K-pop Confidential, main plot is about this girl Candice. She's a boring high schooler. She loves singing, but she can't sing because her mom wants her to play the viola instead, so she doesn't get to sing ever. Not even the violin, the viola. The viola. viola. There's a whole thing about how that's like specifically it's violas a violin, are useless. It's a viola. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. specifically, like, a violin oh. is different than a yes. viola, and a viola is infinitely Is the more useless instrument. There's a whole thing about yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, it's an infinitely worse instrument. So, say... No offense to anybody that plays Fantastic. the violin. Yeah. So, Say Entertainment is the entertainment company of this book. This is clearly big hit entertainment. <laughs> Just gonna clearly. put that out there. Clearly. Because they reference it as the big four. And they list out the real big three companies, SMYG I mean, and JYP, and then oh, there's Say do. Entertainment. Ooh. Yeah, well, weirdly, weirdly, we'll get to, like, the changes, because I didn't read this book. Weirdly, in epis- in the second one, it feels more SM. It's, it's SM. The it's second very one SM-y, turns but it there into are, SM. There are, but there are also clear, in this book, b- clear references to this just being big hit. Like, oh, no. And then in the, the second one, And then this main group is BTS. This somebody's no. one, one and only popular group is just BTS weirdly this wow it becomes sm in season in book two a lot of things go off the rails in book two as well so i feel like we'll i missed out on reading these shitty books I think you really got a good book to you a really decent book read to read book. and i was here reading just like an absolute like disaster yeah, you really just you really just read a book yeah if i just can't the believe they like included that, childhood campaign it. And that's that's a, that's a very Korean thing plot. to have in the yeah, book. Yeah, that's like a K drama plot. Yeah, it's it's like the thing. it's like the let's go to the beach plot. In yes, like it's a manga. it's the equivalent of a yeah. beach episode. Damn. So this entertainment company, Say Entertainment, is having global auditions somewhere in New Jersey because this girl lives in New Jersey. Uh, her best friend convinces her to go to the open audition, so she's like, "Sure, why not?" She goes in. Uh, she sings a song, whatever. And she is the only one who ends up passing this audition out of everybody who auditioned for it. So she then has to convince her parents to let her go train at this company, which her mom is very, very against this, as um, an Asian mom would be, where she's like, this is of a course, waste of your course. time, and, like, what are you doing? You're not going to be a K-pop idol. And, like, her mom is more aware of the fact that it's like, you're not going to understand Korean culture and the beauty standards and how that's going to tear you apart as a person, like... And it did. She was right. She was. Mom was. was mom correct. was hundred percent correct. Mom. Mom sounds right. like she was. Correct. Mom was right. Mom was hundred percent. I mean, correct. Jenny eventually listened to her mother. Mm-hmm. This they got to a mutual this girl understanding. Girl does bonded. not agree with anything her mom thinks, but that's nope. yeah. that'll come back. Even later. though she should, because her mom's hundred percent correct. Yes. So mm-hmm. eventually, she convinces mom to go. So her and her mom will then fly to South Korea for her to start training. They give her mom this like little apartment thing for the mom to live in, and then. 
Candace is going to move into the trainee dorms. Okay, so this is the one thing that really just continually bothered me throughout the course of this book, um, which is a little thing, but it's also incredibly frustrating. This entertainment company is in a 104 skyscraper. And the entertainment company specifically is on floors 98 through 100 of this skyscraper. What What buildings are just casually 100 (laughs) floors? Like, that's 80 floors, too many floors. Are there, like, other entertainment companies on this? So it's it's referenced that this company is owned by, like, CJ&M or something equivalent. And there's other things in this Uh. thing. But the fact that it's 100 floors... I'm what? like, that makes are, no there sense. is no building in Seoul, South Korea that is just casually 100 floors tall. But also the fact that the entertainment company is only on like a, like 20 of those floors. It's in the, and, and like the train, like the training complex is the penthouse of this building. Like, Jesus. It's also, so this other thing that it's just like, this is a, a completely unrealistic like portrayal of the trainee system and entertainment companies as a whole i looked up the current big hit building current big hit building's 19 stories yeah like there's like a hundred stories it's not a hundred and i'm like did this guy not visualize how many floors a hundred floors is like that's so tall and also a lot of k-pop entertainment companies have underground floors they don't have a hundred floors but they'll have like a seven-story building, and they also have, like, seven basement floors. Like, I I know yeah. FNC has a bunch That's of basement insane. floors. It's better to have the basement floors than the... Than one hundred-story building. I just, like, I couldn't That's get over insane. that. I was like, I can't. I just cannot <sighs> visualize this building. I mean, building Big Hit probably has unre- a bunch I of basement can't. floors, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's also implied that the trainee dorms are in the same building as the entertainment company. So they live there and they train there, which is not how that works at all. Nope. Um, every single trainee dorm is just like a company rents out a separate apartment building and they just put a bunch of them into like little mini apartments and then they will because, commute back like, and forth to the dorms. Because to just get an apartment building as opposed to, you know. Yeah. This also, is like treated like a boarding. It's like treated like a boarding school where it's like you live here, yeah, you train I, I here, and you go like this. I looked up the CJ E building. It looks about the same size as the Big Hit building. There's no way. There's no way. A hundred. There's a no hundred floor hundred. building. Like that's a skyscraper. It's absurd. That's an that absurd a, amount that of a, floors. That is a skyscraper for multiple com- for multiple large companies. Yes. It's just like it just was. I the as soon as it brought up, uh, I was just like, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Like I can't. So that was the Would first you like red to know flag there. What kind of uh, what kind of a uh, thing has that number of floors? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire State Building is 102 floors. Yeah, I was ah, like, there's that's what I was gonna say. It's like this is not like uh, a skyscraper. Say, just, just just speaking wise, the Burj Khalifa. Khalifa has yeah. 163. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little bit bigger, but not by. How did I knew that you were gonna say Burj Khalifa? I knew yeah. it. I just wanted to go to the top it. and just work our way like, right thing. That Empire State building building, same, building in Seoul, South Korea. It's just in Seoul, God. South Korea. There is literally in the top twenty-one tallest buildings, which this would be in. Mm-hmm. None of them are in. Uh, none of them are one in. Uh, oh, one. That's the Latte World Tower. It's one hundred twenty-three buildings. The gotcha. Latte World Tower, uh-huh. which is the fourth tallest building in the world. Oh, That's it. My God. And there that's, some... like, especially that building is, if we're going to have a building that big, it's not going to house an entertainment company for sure. Absolutely. Like, absolutely None not. of these host entertainment companies. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of these are, like, either massive corporations or they're multiple places. Yeah. Like, the Burj Khalifa, which is not just for one 
thing. It yeah. is you rent out floors within it. I literally couldn't Shanghai get over Tower it. is not just for one. Uh, you know, at least I never made Joe Entertainment sound like it was a massive ass building. It sounded normal. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, and then the LTC, yeah. the LTC Landmark Tower in Busan, Korea, has 101 floors, and that's oh, it. Geez. That's these are all the these are literally all of the buildings currently that have that number that have 100 or more floors yeah. in the world. Yep. It's only 21, by the way, so it would be the 22nd. Yep. In Maybe because world. it costs too much money to own and operate and build. Who knows? The other thing is you don't need no, like, you would either need to be a development firm and have to rent out all these floors, mm-hmm. or you would need to be a company massive enough to requ- to be able to fill 100 floors. It's yeah. Too many. Which you too don't many need. Yeah. One company needs a hundred floors no, in most one don't. spot. No, Can you imagine like, the parking? I can't. For people that would need to work in a hundred floor building? Oh my god! It's just like it's absolutely ridiculous that and you like, thought that the was international, realistic. Like the like that would be on. Well, how many floors is it, Kayla? In this hundred, a hundred floors. A hundred, a hundred. That's oh, that's the same as the Australia one hundred and eight in Melbourne, Australia. Like, it's just like also, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. How, the Saint Regis how in Chicago. That was. That's it. I'm pretty sure this man is also from New York City, so it's not like he doesn't have any kind of a gauge on like how tall skyscrapers are. Huh? That's so, a skyscraper. Yep. That's literally just a skyscraper. That is the Empire State Building, but in Seoul. And it is from an entertainment. And building. it is an entertainment company. As an entertainment company. To move on. That's so stupid. So just really also clarify that this man does not know how the training system works. Entitled like. Again, so it's like these all of the trainees who live apparently at the entertainment company, it's like they live in produce style dorms or something where it's like these are not regular K-pop dorms. This is like we have like a whole like 12 or like something ridiculous amount of teams. I think there's like 10 or 12 teams of five people a piece and they all live in a dorm together. And like that's God. just like how how the training system is set up, and I'm like this, and I, like once they explained it, and it's like apparently the the rooms are all like right next to each other, and you can hear all the noise from the other dorms and stuff, and I'm like, this is like where you live when you're on Produce 101. This is not how like a trainee dorm would ever be set up. Anyway, oh, also the cafeteria has this really dumb just glass wall straight down the center of the cafeteria. <laughs> And girls okay. are only allowed on one side of the glass wall, and all of the boys are on the other side of the glass wall. And oh, they're they allowed to look at children. each other, but they they're cannot interact. They're allowed to look at each other like they are in like little fish tanks. Okay, the worst my, my book did was like, oh, we have macaroon Wednesdays or monthly macaroon things, and no. also we have TVs in the room. Maria, to watch it music only shows. gets worse <laughs> from this, here. This is not even the most offensive thing in this. It's not even that bad. Holy shit. Yeah, mine's is the better book already. And it's like, there's a whole thing about, it's like clear that he goes into K-pop diets and stuff too. So it's Uh like, the girls are only allowed to eat sweet potatoes and hard boiled eggs. I know exactly where he pulled that information from. That's a specific There is a very specific article that went over the the diets of like a couple of K-pop stars is like IU and Eileen and like a couple of other people where it's like, they only eat like either cucumbers or sweet potatoes or hard boiled eggs and like protein shakes. And so once okay, I read so that okay. line, I was so like, no, I know exactly what article you read where you pulled that information out no, of. No, because it's also just the sweet potato diet. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Because it's like you eat like a sweet potato in the morning, two sweet potatoes in the afternoon, yeah. 
and then like a you're allowed it's like different meals where it's like a sweet potato a salad and a smoothie or two sweet potatoes and a yogurt yes, yes. listen i like sweet potatoes not for every meal but eat for every meal it's a little bit ridiculous There's you can't a, get all your nutrients like from would that. you like to know what the like I've, I've opened the sweet potato diet it's like you know one wouldn't that mess up your intestine system no eh, you don't get enough nutrients i don't it's yeah. sweet potatoes aren't bad for you it's like one day you're eating a sweet potato for breakfast, a salad for lunch, and a smoothie for dinner. The next day it's a yogurt for breakfast, two sweet potatoes for lunch, and some fried rice. Mm -hmm. Well, you gotta you have get... a sweet potato at least once a day. Is that basically? Yeah, essentially what it is? you get one sweet potato once a day. It's like a sweet potato oh. for breakfast, a salad for lunch, two hard-boiled eggs, and two sweet potatoes for dinner. This is specifically like, this only is this is specifically only sweet potatoes and hard-boiled eggs, and then you get a piece of fruit as a dessert every day. Uh. See, that's not even the sweet potato diet because the sweet potato diet at least you're like every once in a while getting some pro like getting some. It's the hard-boiled eggs and the sweet potatoes, and that's that's it for the food here. And a yogurt every once in a while. Um, so she's going to move into the dorm with what they call Team 2. And Team 2 is supposedly the front runners out of this company's, like, 50 female trainees that are, like, oh, this fantastic. is the group that's probably going to debut next and whatever. What about Team 1? What happened to Team 1? I don't, there? they have no, I, I paid so little attention to literally every other person <laughs> in this book. Maybe Team. I don't know what happened team, to Team 1, to be honest. Maybe it's, like, a weird thing where they're just, like, Team 2 and then Team 1 just doesn't exist. Yep, it's not yep. a thing. So they just so. randomly call them Team 2 because, I don't know. One of the main uh, play like, characters in Team 2 is another girl named Helena. She is a also Korean-American. They have a lot of conflict, and Helena hates her a lot at first because she's like, I am the Korean-American in this group. We don't need another one. Oh, you just God. got here. I've been training here for years. Like, go away. Does this give you Tepsuni and Jessica vibes? Uh, Candace no. has just big Jessica vibes. Does. Big Jessica vibes from Candace for sure. <laughs> um, is this what it is? Is this Tiffany? I have and this note here. Um, speaking of Jessica, is I don't want to read any more K-pop books. Where the main character is a very privileged Korean American, a pretty girl who has no experience in quote unquote no singing experience before becoming a oh trainee. God. And comes in and trains significantly less than the other trainees, but for some reason is so talented is and special weird, they get to debut immediately. I don't even think that Jessica trained much, like didn't train that much, but it just gives off Jessica vibes. And she's and it's like I don't want this as like a as a trope for a book anymore because it is like the least relatable thing to listen to is to watch this girl be a trainee for three months and then try to root for her to debut over these people who have been here their entire life. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not compelling yeah. to me in, Weirdly, this, in the slightest. Jessica signed with SM in 2000. De Girls' Generation doesn't debut till 2007. Mm -hmm. So why does she make these, why do these books always tend to go to? I think it's no, because, um, I think Jessica did the thing where she, didn't she go back and forth? Um, during the school uh, year to America. I'm, like, trying to read, and it's not telling me it is. So I feel like she might have done that, or it's mentioned in Shine or something. That That is it why people didn't like Rachel. Shine. Yeah, that's what Rachel did, but I don't know if Jessica did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but anyway, that is the setup for this company and the trainees there. There's a The other girls in this team, too, I just uh, didn't care about that much, to be perfectly honest, because... Candace was just making a disaster of literally everything she did. So she's trying to adjust to trainee life and she's having a really bad time with it because it's like she's getting this whole schedule of how like she has all these dance practices and vocal lessons and then she has like etiquette training 
and all sorts of stuff. And because she is the machne of Team 2, they just, like, are quote-unquote, like, mean to her sometimes and everything. And then she has to take, like, Korean classes and she doesn't speak, like, super well Korean. But, um, yeah, there's, like, a lot of trainee stuff happened. She's really bad at dancing, so that's a thing she gets yelled at a lot by, um, the dance instructor, who they call <laughs> the general, which I think is fun. She comes back in a, <laughs> yeah. she comes back in the second book. And it's still, like, very fun. She's just, like, yelling at Candace constantly every time they have dance practice. And then, um, and you know what else I'm not excited for? You want to know what other trope I want to never come back? Mm-hmm. I really, if we're going to add on top of really privileged girls that come in here and don't, um... And think they're entitled and think to debut yeah, immediately. think they're entitled to debut. I also really hate that trope of a bunch of Korean-Americans going back to Korea and then being like, And then being the super, here. yeah, super rude to everything about, about South culture. Korean culture and just, like, not willing to accept South Korean culture. And I'm like, you literally flew from America to train here. Like, you need to have at least, like, a little bit of respect for South Korean culture. You're the one who decided you it, wanted to be a celebrity not. here. Like, yeah. that is on you. <laughs> oh yeah, my God, that is awful. completely on you. Because this is another thing that's going to happen in this book as well. We'll get to that soon. So, in her um, English class, which is... Or not English class, but her Korean class is where, like, a bunch of all of the foreign trainees are to, like, have, like, Korean lessons. And this is one of the only classes she's in that is co-ed, because most of her other stuff, it's either only her or only her team together. She meets a cute boy who is named Youngbae. He is a male trainee. He is also American. Um, he's got a really stupid English, real English name that I forget. Oh, God, I don't remember it. Like, it's, like, very British English. It's very old man, the name that he has. Was it, like, Albert or Albert, that's it. It was Albert. Wait, actually? Yeah. His name's Albert. Mention that in the second oh, book. God, it's mentioned once, and he's Albert. like, "Yeah, Young Bay is a stage name." And she's like, "Well, what's your English name?" And he's like, "It's really embarrassing." And he's like, "It's Albert." And he's like, "I can see why you're using a stage name." <laughs> um, but yeah, so she meets him in that class. They flirt briefly. They communicate with contraband phones, which he sneaks her by putting it in like a box of pocky, and then. He gives it to her and then, like, sends it a text occasionally where it's like, uh, this, I don't have a charger for this, so respond that you have the phone and then turn it off. And, it's just, and they just have, like, really short conversations through that. And then it also gets to the point where he is able to sneak her, like, a, like a security badge that gets her onto the roof, which he, um, is always apparently constantly given the job of watering the flowers on the roof. Because he is American and he's rebellious, and so he gets in trouble a lot. And the punishment he gets <laughs> is to water the flowers on the roof. The rebellious loudmouth yep. seems to be a trend. So yeah. he is constantly given like a badge to like get onto the roof, and so he there's also just like a second contraband, one of those like floating around. So he gives that to her, <laughs> so they can meet on the roof and of have. Well, are they spies or something? What the fuck is this? There's rooftop conversations, yeah. and on these rooftop conversations where they have a so lot wait, of. You're, wait, hold up. Yeah. You're saying that they're rooftop Koreans. Yep. Boo. Boo. I'm sorry, Boo. it was a bad joke, but I, they're literally Koreans yep. on a rooftop. They are Koreans on a rooftop. <laughs> it's a bad joke, I know. Korean Americans on the rooftop, really. <laughs> exactly, it makes it even worse. Because this is where they have a lot of their conversations about how they don't like South Korean culture and how everything about American culture is better. 
and how they wish that the <sighs> industry would change to better fit American culture. And it's just like, I don't like this. You know, that's not how no. it's going to work, children. It's and also, you know, you way. came to Korea. You are like, the ones who left leave, America right? to come to Korea. yourself. Yes. If you want, if you want to have a, a music industry that fits an American culture, try the American music industry. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's really, truly something. And so this is another just made. This is where I like big red flags of this book started popping up. Where it it very much gives white savior energy, which is Ooh. weird to say about a book where all person. of the like all of the um. All of the characters are Korean or Asian for the most part, except for her two friends back in America. But it's like, uh, it's like the entire just vibe of the book is so much about how she's American. She's going to bond with another trainee at this company who's also American and how hard this trainee system is and how they don't understand why Korean culture is the way it is and how it needs to be fixed and it needs to be updated to match American culture. And it's like... I can get it if this was just a focus on, like, yeah, the training system sucks and it's hard because that's true. But yeah. she seems like she has such a cultural superiority to, like, she everything like happening is... in South Korean culture. And it's yeah, like, this, yeah. This, it gives the same vibes. It's sort of in the second book where she will just say things about not the training system, not even anything to do with K-pop. But just Korean culture as a whole and be like that this is like something she does not like and does not approve of. And I'm like, who are you to need to approve of other people's culture? And it's like, you know what? I get like being there and like not being used to Korean culture and having to adjust to it and realizing it's different. But there is a way to write that that is not degrading an entire culture. Exactly. Like and not everything. Because about I'm Korea sure that's terrible. a thing that like a lot of Korean Americans like go through, like not even just in the K pop trains, but just generally if but, they like, go if to they visit go to Korea, Korea and having to adjust to a new culture that it's like, you know, that in like part Koreans of their themselves, heritage, but they're not used you know, to it. Like I get and, that. Like, Koreans it's a similar thing of Koreans they, too are like kind of judgmental about Korean Americans. Exactly. Yeah. From here. It is, but that is not the perspective of this book because yeah, it's in not. a weird way people do People judge her not so much because she's Korean, and at least this is what happens in the second book. I can speak to it if it happened in the first book. But in the first one, it's not so much that they're judging her because she's Korean American. Mm-hmm. They're judging her because she is making what she's doing does not fit culturally, nor is she trying to. She's fit not it. even trying. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's yeah. doing things that are like actually kind of not insulting, but like just don't fit. Yeah. And they're just like, that's what they are judging, not the fact that she is Korean American. Not the fact solely that she is Korean American. It's like she's taking yeah. these etiquette classes, and, the, and it's like, it doesn't help that the woman who's teaching her these etiquette classes is also portrayed as like a villainous character. But it's like, yeah, every time she's help. there, she is just not at all willing to be any type right. of polite to like, literally, in any situation. She like talks really rude and like casual to the CEO of this company. And to just other like, staff members, in, in and Ameri- it's like, my God. Which is interesting, because even in American culture, like, there's a difference between, uh, like, the honorific to just someone who happens to be older than you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's like, if you're not the CEO of your company and you're gonna be rude to them? Yeah, even in the U.S., you would speak to them not rudely. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's that's really just like the main the whole the vibe of this entire book, and I was just like, I yeah, can't. Exactly. And it's like, and it's this book is written by Korean American, and I'm just like, why yeah. is why do you hate your own culture this much? Like, 
it's it was wild. It's absolutely yeah. Wild. I don't get it. It's it's just like I get having issues with like covering your broad and adjusting. Yeah, like I, I completely understand the that there being a cultural difference and not being used to that. But like you know, adjust, but at the end of the day, you're the one who chose to work and live there, yeah. girl. You got to get used to the cultural norms, whether you like them or not. Not all of them, of course, are proper, nor should they still be norms sometimes. And it's but just like a lot of it's, but it's that's, but that's the environment you chose to put yourself she has into. You know, with certain cultural norms, it's the entire. She thing. to have a problem with all cultural norms that are yeah. not her own and it's like and there's and a like, way to no. write this which is not degrading of an entire culture like there is a better way to go about this than this and it's like i get we're seeing this through the lens of a teenager supposedly but it's like it was just it's so bad it's like everything about yeah. it is so bad because she also has like no remorse for anything she it's does such she's ignorant so teenager vibes. for everything yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the problem is like there's a way to write her that way, but you also have to remember this was not written by an arrogant teenager. This was written by a grown a gr- Like a 30-year-old man, yeah. Who just, like, you can write this correctly. Mm-hmm. It just was not written correctly. No. Because there is a way to write this and make her an arrogant teenager. Mm-hmm. But also write it in a way that's like, this is a fault in her character. Speaking, the way it is written, uh, it is not written as a fault in her character. It's no. written as something that is this, and it seems like it's yeah. like this author has a problem with in real life. Is the way that it seems like so. Um, speaking of He's how this book was written by a man, I got one. Re- I honestly never came across this egregiously in a book before, where it's like you can tell when a man is writing female characters, and it's just like huh. really, really bad. <laughs> um, I found one of those moments in this book because it's when they're doing one of their first like team evaluations with Candace on the team, where the MC literally sews pads into the armpits of her shirt to soak up oh, her God. armpit sweat. And I'm oh, just like, like what on earth are you doing? <laughs> I have never like, heard what? this. I've never. What? I'm like, excuse me, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm also just going to put it out there. I also feel like that's how you just get chafing. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, do you not there. understand that? I don't care what type of clothes you're wearing. You're going to see that, number one. In so <laughs> someone's arm. Does that have the 80s, bro? You're not wearing like, shoulder what are you pads. Doing? Like, what the hell are you doing? It's for, for, no, it's like upside down shoulder pads instead of on top of your it's shoulder. It's on your arm. Your arm's going to look messed up if you do that. Yeah, like, how do you bring your arms down? That feels so And it's wild to me that they thought, like, yeah, this is a logical thing to do. Let's put pads it's just soak up the armpit sweat. And I was like, it's like, what what on earth are we talking about right now? Like, it's just so bad. So she is gonna, um, so we're gonna introduce to SLK occasionally over the course of this. SLK is this company's one very popular boy group. They, it is, it is like, this is why I get really big, big hit vibes from this is because they're like, yeah, we had a couple of artists before them, but they weren't that popular. But then SLK came around and then they like really blew up and that's what made this company, this company. I'm like, oh yeah, so this is big hit and that's BTS. Cool. Cool, cool. They don't have any girl groups currently and they were looking for SLK 2.0, which is um, TXT, really. We're going to be realistic about it. So yeah. she meets, I can't remember the exact timeline of this, but she is going to meet um, the members of SLK because she gets, quote-unquote, kicked out of the dorms at one point in time, um, which really just means they have them sleep in the lobby of the entertainment building, which is also, like, that's a, a security risk, 100%, to just send your trainees down to the actual lobby of your building and have them sleep there for a night. 
And then um, this is after like one of their big company evaluations and the members of uh, SLK were there. They meet her in the lobby. They talk to her and about all this stuff. And they're like, oh, um, we really liked your performance, blah, blah, blah. And that's cute. She has like a conversation with them or whatever. Eventually, uh, there's a member called 1J. 1J is the big, most popular member of this group. He is gonna solo debut, and he needs to pick a female trainee to be in his music video, and he's gonna pick Candace, surprise, surprise. And he, 1J is a ballad singer as well, which is also, like, a weird choice to make your, like, big popular member of this group a ballad singer. Like, I don't know why that was the route we went, but sure. But she's gonna film this music video for him. And this is when we get, like, kind of the vibes of, like, the Inky Gaio sandwich happening. Oh, <laughs> because God. Because he is That's gonna bad. put his phone number in a sandwich and give it to her. Of course. Because, of, of course. course. Of course that's gonna happen and she doesn't have a phone clearly and the phone the contraband phone she's using to communicate with her trainee boyfriend is like a flip phone so it can't do anything so she is then gonna um go visit her mom log into cacao talk on her mom's phone to contact him mm-hmm. and then he's like and she's like hey i'm on my mom's phone like whatever i can't talk for mom and he's like yeah i figured that meet me at this like uh like sub like this like like subway entrance at this time or whatever and then she deletes her message history whatever blah 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 blah. so then she is going to go right there and then they're gonna go on a secret date together which is like honestly it's a little bit bold for them to be doing this because he picks her up on a motorcycle and then they go to like a raccoon cafe or something and I'm Again, like, you're telling me like, there's no one, I'm not a single cars. person here who isn't going to recognize you. Like, Exactly. They're all going to a cafe. Like, these and men. And it's like, they do like, not go in, that far away. Even in XOXO, in the they city. go to, like, no, oh, I forgot to mention, too, in my thing, like, in XOXO, they don't go, they, he takes them outside of the main area of Seoul, probably to, like, Incheon. They do not go date. outside of the main area of Seoul. They don't. And this Ooh. is supposedly well, the most popular boy group running. You're gonna tell me not a single person there is gonna recognize him? Like, sure. Good sure. God. Okay. God. Um, but then he's gonna drop her off, like, a block or something away from her mom's apartment, and then he's gonna kiss her at the end of it, because, of course... And now Candace is going to be torn because she's like, oh, what about my trainee boyfriend, Young Bay? But then there's also 1J who was like big popular thing. And that was like her bias in this group and everything. And I was like, whatever. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> That's going to happen. Who cares? I don't care. care. We just kiss your bias. Ugh. Another fun note, if I needed any more just like reason to hate this book than I already did. So this girl writes like original songs. Um, she, perform- she performs them at the, like the trainee evaluations. One of these songs she's writing is a wolf song. And oh, we all know how much I hate wolves and oh, wolf we're concepts. Oh, about wolves now. And she, oh, and she literally writes in, like, the, like, wolf, like, uh, howl in the song. And I'm just like, okay, Candace. <laughs> like, sure, you're gonna do that. If I just need more reasons to hate you, cool. Oh, God. So, after that stuff all happens, um, Say Entertainment is gonna announced that they have this really bizarre survival show-esque like showcase in order to debut their new girl group and it's only gonna run for like two weeks on live television which is like very confusing as to what they're doing essentially they have their like 10 teams of like five trainees apiece and they're all gonna go on one night and they're gonna like 
each perform a song or whatever, and then the top four or six of them are going to then the next week perform another song as a group together and whatever. Um, I don't, and it's like, it's kind of like the island thing where it's like, they're going to take live voting into consideration, but it's not going to be the main factor the company is like ultimately going to pick who's going to debut in that. And it's also confusing why they're having them do all these stuff in teams because the end group, they're just going to pick whoever the fuck they want anyway. So it's like, sure. doesn't really matter. A lot of things like really like like her and Helena have a bunch of conflict while they're trainees. Like Helena is secretly dating one of the managers and like Candace walks in and I'm making out oh, the practice scandal. Room. And the reason Ooh. why she's dating him is because that manager is the son of the woman who is the etiquette trainer. So she's trying to like oh. nepotize her way into the oh. company. <laughs> Oh, nepotism exposition. Yep. Uh, so there's that. And then it's like, there's like a whole oh, bunch of things where she has like these illegal, like uh, this illegal stash of cookies that her mom gave her initially. And she hides them in her guitar. Illegal stash of cookies. My God. Yep. And she hides them in her guitar that she brought with her. And then she tries to give one to Helena one night as like a showing of peace. But then Helena goes snitches, snitches on her to the manager and then the manager comes hey, in Helena's and a baby back destroys her Ian guitar. Yeah. Helena's one. It's like, Everyone sucks here. And then right before they um they give their like second performance on this survival show thing, they get into like a screaming fight in front of like all of the trainees there, and there is like hair God. pulling and shit. And then immediately oh, afterwards they damn. have to go on and give this like this performance of Into the New World. And it's like <laughs> And it's like peace, what? love, protest, yep. scream, violence at each other beforehand. But then it's like immediately after this, like Candace is gonna invite Helena back to um her mom's apartment for like a for like just like to hang out, and then they like figure they get over their shit and they apologize to each other and they become best friends and whatever. And that that <laughs> ends like imme- like very suddenly. <laughs> is that how that happens? Fantastic. Um, also for this weird survival show thing that they're airing, her, um, her two friends, she has these two friends who are back in America, um, they're gonna come and watch the showcase, because, sure, they're supportive friends, I guess. There's also a lot, a weird amount of references to RuPaul's Drag Race in this book for some reason. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> don't know why. What? <laughs> There's a lot of references to RuPaul's Drag Race. Why? Watch RuPaul. That's <laughs> essentially this only show this girl has ever seen. Yep. And it's like, oh. it's like very, uh, the way what? that she talks to her friends is like the most Gen Z thing I've like ever read in my life. Like it, like it makes Wait, sense. Wait, does that mean the authors watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I think, I, I, I mean, sure I, he has here's to. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't think he watches. I think he's good. I think he knows think he of knows it because the only thing culture. we really get is like we get some references. It's like, quick, to, like, I need something the, for the gays. Trademark. Exactly. That honestly up. is yeah. what it feels like. Because I need to get the honestly. gay audience in here somehow. It, quick. It's toned down in season in the book too, but it is references to like they know that there's a lip sync for your life that happens, yes. and they know there are multiple seasons. And she does so like a really... she does a death drop in like one of the choreos because she fucking sucks oh my at choreo God. and can't do the splits, so she just does a death drop. It's a death. Koreans will be shook at seeing people do the death drop on live. But TV. also, it's the fact of like she can't do the splits, which is easier. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! So that's all. So he actually thing. doesn't understand how to do. So the man does. So she can do a harder do a one drop. than doing a softer. That's one. what I'm saying. The yep, man yep. does not understand how to do a death drop. No, oh he my just God. knows. The he word. just knows. 
knows it is it exists. A death generally. drop is far more like it's far more difficult. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But you can definitely do the splits if you can do a death drop. And the reason she's sort of getting through all these like aud- like audition things and like company evaluations is because she is American and she's like quote unquote fun and quirky and everything. But it's really, and it's like she's using that to hide the fact that she's not very talented. <laughs> it's really what it Jesus. is. Um, so at the end, this weird survival show thing. Um, literally hours before the finale, when they're gonna announce the final lineup of this group, uh, guess what gets leaked? That picture of her kissing one J in the alleyway. Oh God. Um, but the fun thing is, is because she has a different hair color during that. Everyone thinks it's Helena and not her. Not a single person thinks it's her. Everyone thinks it's Helena. (laughs) So when Helena um, goes up there and is announced a final member of the group, she is, like, booed off of the stage, essentially. (laughs) And she's like, no one wants you in this group. And it's just, like, just absolutely destroyed. And it's clearly not her, so she has no idea what's going on. Yep. And then um, Candace is going to get into the group or whatever. And she's like, I think, I don't remember which, how, what order that's revealed in. But she's going to go give a speech on this live broadcasted thing about how, like, you know what? That wasn't Helena. That was me. And you know what? While I'm here, I'm going to tell you how much the K-pop industry sucks and how there's, like, too much, like, beauty standards and everything and we don't have privacy and you need to treat us better and some shit. Thank you for telling us something we all know. And it's, like, cool. Um, And then we get, like, they cut the broadcast and stuff, and then there's this whole other um, thing. So so the thing I didn't mention before is that there's, like, a running little plot about how there's this girl from a girl group. I don't remember the name of the fake girl group. But she got in a dating scandal with a, a member of a boy group who was, like, a significantly less popular boy group. And that completely destroyed her group's entire career. So this is essentially just like a like a like imagine like Jenny dating someone from like I don't know mid tier boy group and then that just destroying Blackpink's entire career is what it's made out to be. That would be wild if that ever happened. It, it would be happen. wild if Jenny ever dated Kai and it just destroyed Blackpink's career entirely. Or apparently G Dragon, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because the way that dating is portrayed in this is completely unrealistic to how it works in K-pop anymore, or really yeah. ever. Because not once has a dating scandal ruined a group's entire career. And there's a whole thing about how it's worse for female idols. And I'm like, I don't think a single female idol has ever really been ruined from a dating scandal. It's like, I think what he's trying to go off of is, like, if he's thinking of, like, the Hyuna situation where she got kicked out of Cube Entertainment for dating Edon, Edon also, I think, ended up probably in a worse situation, because Hyuna had her entire career established and could just move as a soloist anywhere she wanted and be fine. For the most part, it is, yes, the women do end up worse off. But that also depends on what situation everybody begins at. And it's not, it's for sure not taking down an, the most popular girl group ever. Like, it's not, that's not no, enough to not completely destroy a girl, a girl group's career. Again, it's no. giving more Baekhyun and Taeyeon situation where, yes, yeah, she was, she was worse off than him, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Taeyeon is still, sing- still so around. successful, yeah. still in Girls' Generation, like, a very successful soloist. I feel like so like, many of these dating scandals, like, 
all these books attempt to do dating scandals with like the biggest group ever. Oh, they like, always do. Dating scandals don't do. work on the biggest group in the industry. Dating, dating scandals, scandals are a just don't work anymore. New. They just don't they work yeah. anymore. Is but they also never worked. If you look at real life examples from the biggest groups. That's never what took them down. No. It can take down small, tiny, little new goo yes, groups. Yes, it but can. But we don't get books written about new goo groups, do we? Mm-hmm. We don't. Not yet, at least. And honestly, if you get when you get down into like real new goo groups, some of those companies like that they want they either. want dating scandals because exactly. that is going to give them promotion. And it's like the way that this this like author has an understanding of dating and how it works is so over exaggerated to the point that it is just not true it is just not a reality or how it works in the Mm -hmm. slightest and so this other so this is not the girl who got into the dating scandal but another girl in that group because that group's career is destroyed now obviously (laughs) leaves that group and terminates her contract with whatever company she is in moves to say entertainment um, for whatever reason, no one really knows, but she is emceeing this like entire like weird sur- like survival show showcase thing that's happening. It is then at the end a big reveal about how evil the CEO of this company is, and how they were going to announce this lineup, this five person lineup for this girl group. They were gonna randomly decide they were gonna kick one of them out before they randomly debuted, and they were gonna replace them with this this other gr- this other girl who is from that other very mega popular girl group. And it's just like, in no world is this ever happening. I don't care how evil of an entertainment company it is. It's like, no way are you going to see like a member of Twice or Blackpink leaving a group and then re-debuting with a bunch of trainees in a new group all of a sudden. I know. And I'm just yeah. like, there is no way it's happening ever. And so we get that whole evil plot about how the CEO is evil, and then Candace gives her whole speech about it. And then essentially, the end of the book is this company is ready to sue Candace. <laughs> like, she is <laughs> like, the CEO is like, you have no idea what's happening. We have, are this large entertainment company. We have all this power. Like, we're, you're getting sued so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so she's leaving and whatever. Young Bay essentially comes I find just... her, escorts her out of the building and everything, whatever, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. As she's leaving, she has, like, a fan club of people who are like, you're right, Candace, this industry is awful, and they should listen to you. And there's, like, a whole, like, fan group of people waiting for her as she's leaving this concert. And I'm just like, you have not said a single thing here that everyone is already aware of. Like, there's there's no way. I truly adore K-pop books and just shows about K-pop and everything. That just truly do not know that the thing about being a K-pop fan is being able to somehow justify liking a truly evil industry. Exactly. Because that is also just p- people that are fans of anything. Yeah. It's pretty much called, we like people who sing and dance nice songs. Exactly. We, we are basic like, like that. Sorry. Does it make us I terrible? Know, I don't know. Yeah. Does it make people I mean, terrible to watch manga? Every, I mean, or I will manga? talk shit. No, I will talk shit about K-pop every day. Yeah. yeah. You know what Sucks. else is evil? The American music, American music entry also complete also garbage evil. and evil. You want, know yeah. what, you want to know what else is awful to people? Probably the Spanish sports. music industry. Yep. No, sports I would go, go beyond that. Sports, awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestling. I, do you know the amount of people, because I go run in like horror circles who also like wrestling, who talk so much shit about wrestling, but will watch wrestling every week? Yeah. 
that's also evil. Yep. Every every major corporation is evil. It is not pretty so, much. It, we, K-pop fans are not little. Or, or I don't little, know about like, evil, but more so not morally right. They're not moments. morally correct. They have I'm moments where like, they're not morally right. Again, I'm talking in terms of the fact that you know capitalism between everything like that. There is no. There is no. Uh, there is no moral way to consume in the capitalist market. Like yep. everything is just consuming and doing harm onto both others and the environment and everything else. Like what exactly is there to do at this point? Plus the fact that I do not, I, I love when I, by love, I mean, I hate when all of this just think that these K-pop fans are these like little angels mm -hmm. who like d can't see the evil and i'm like no we can it's like no we talk blind. about it all it's the like part of being a k-pop band we is almost aware. like hating the company that they're under because they're like really shitty all these k-pop companies are like really shitty and do like really shitty things it's like everyone is like it's like jokes on you do. We're industry. in on the joke already. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's, it's so, so wild that, well, the problem that is, this author, we like this... to watch people see a man, so we put up yeah. with it. He has this thought that K-pop <laughs> fans That we're are dumb, stupid. that we're so dumb, and it's like this one girl giving we a speech see. on live TV is going to change the entire industry, and I'm like, I think you have no idea how this actually works at all, so. <laughs> you know. Congrats. Um... So this group book was published before Jessica's Shine came out. This book came out in January Somehow. 2020, and Shine came out in September of 2020. Oh, tea. I feel like Jessica's Ghostwriter stole 70% of the plot of this book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jessica's Ghostwriter took this... No, 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 I don't know if they took it, because this funny. is the most basic plot imaginable. Yeah. But at the very least, both these of them, books are both the of these identical. Oh my god! That's both funny. of these ghostwriters took the same basic plot and then just did it again. This is these ghostwriters the were not paid enough yeah. to go creative. This like Trust is me. got it hits almost all of the exact same plot points that Shine hits. Like it is Jesus. crazy how similar they that's are. That's insane. If that I will insane. give this book anything, the one thing about it I liked is I really like the relationship between Candace and her mom and her grandma. That's very cute. They go through very fun, like, good, like, family development arc. Like, I do enjoy that. That is about five pages of this book. Um, yeah. But I do, yeah. I did like that. I'll give it that. That's about one thing Fair. out of this entire book that I will say that was well done. There's one thing here. And I, it like, gives me the idea because it's like, Maybe if Stephen Lee just wrote a book about being Korean American and like struggling with Korean culture, like going to visit family, like I feel like Again, he could write I a think, good book about that. Yeah, that would be more relatable. You have to write a book no, about K-pop and get everything wrong some, about K-pop. No, yeah. I think Stephen Lee has some pent up issues with his own idea of his heritage because yes. he's probably not the only one, the only Korean, or the only maybe only person generally. I think that'd be more relatable. I just think that he's putting that energy into a medium that doesn't work. Yeah, so that's yeah. essentially the entire plot of K-pop Confidential and my thoughts on it. So now, since we're talking about Stephen Lee. I went and I looked up, like, every single interview this man did because I wanted information on who he was and, like, what his background was and how he is into K-pop, what he knows about K-pop, like, generally. And I found this article by Teen Vogue that asked him the question, what was your entry point into K-pop? And his response, I will read directly from this article what his response was. It was not something I grew up on because growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, it was always the goal to, what, goal to do what the mainstream was doing. For me, when I saw some kids at church, I went to Korean church, listening to K-pop, I was like, ugh, I feel embarrassed about this now, but at the time, I was like, oh, I'm above that. I listen to American music. 
But when I was at Mind Entertainment you. Weekly, because I was the only Korean-American writer on staff, I did often get the Asian stories, which I'm actually not really complaining about because it was uh, I saw it as an opportunity, and it was. So this man grew up his entire life hating K-pop and his heritage because it was not cool at the time Mind to be you, Korean. Uh, to point out the thing, this... This guy essentially grew up in the same circumstances as Eric Nam, and both of them took that in different directions. Very different directions. That's for sure. And this man only got into K-pop because his work sent him to Korea made for like him, three weeks and made him write this entire article about K-pop because he was the only Asian writer on their staff. So It's funny because I'm reading his Goodreads right now for some tea. He says he's a YA-lover, ardent K-pop fan, and journalist. Ardent, ardent. Mm-hmm. When? When were you a fan? When were also, you the fact that a lot of people apparently love these two books—they have high reviews. They're Again. like, four. I, I can't imagine anybody who has extensive knowledge of K-pop liking no. this book. Like, these are but people who don't thing, like K-pop. They have to be because if they there's are, no there way are people that, like K-pop. Yeah. Because here's the thing: I feel as a fan of K-pop, when I look at these books, if I was not making, if we were not making this video, I would have literally scoffed and never read this. I'd be like, also, this can is I just say, I'm not reading this. Yeah. Can I just say the cover? for these books is fucking awful. terrible. It's awful. <laughs> They're terrible. It's you don't like the just Mine's is better. Mine's is so much better. Head on a stick that's on K-pop Revolution. Oh, we'll so get so to so the unicorn head on a such stick. a better cover. I just got to say that right now. It XOXO is. They are bad. The covers better. are really bad. <laughs> but weirdly, I was looking at all these books. It is the most other than maybe just uh, the thing with Jessica's book is that actual mm-hmm. K-pop fans will read Jessica's book because it's Jessica. Yep, yep. So that one is probably the most successful of all of them. But other than that, it is just K-pop Confidential and Revolution is the most successful of all of these books. Which is upset. Very. By it's far. incredibly upsetting. Um, he did say that he did a quote-unquote ton of research where he watched every documentary, read every article, and spoke to a friend who'd been through the K- the trainee process at a major K-pop company. And then he talks about when he went to Seoul for three weeks to make a story about Korean the entertainment for Entertainment Weekly. Like with so many of these books is that they're trying to mix the K-pop training system of like 10 years ago. Yes. With the landscape of current K-pop. Which is just with like... With also ignoring every other scandal and every other, like, issue yep. that has K-pop has already It's because all of those articles about K-pop through. are not written about current K-pop. They're written about how K-pop was, like, oh, back in, like, 2010 and, like, 2012 and everything like that. And also, it's, yeah. like, if you're not into K-pop, like, you're not going to understand how that I has s- changed over time. I still adore the slave contract debate as if that is not stopped 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The TV, it's almost as if they've ignored the TVXQ we lawsuit. We didn't even which was realize almost, that the TVX law, TVXQ lawsuit happened like years ago. More than 10, like there have not been slave contracts in K-pop mm-hmm. with like rare exception of like your take your BAP, which is more of a like dispute of uh, money mm-hmm. in like 10 years. Yep, yep. He does I'm say that he doesn't really, he doesn't, know, he uses imagination a lot. So living in the hundred story skyscraper, like, was a, and like stupid gender glass in the cafeteria were all things he just made up. God, but it's like, you could have no easily shit. made something a little bit believable. <laughs> I mean, they do, it does sound like that is a thing to keep the male and the female training separate, but still, but it would have been not like, a glass not wall. Through two separate, it would have been like a different schedule. Different schedules. Yes. Yeah. 
Give them a different schedule. Give them a lot of other things. Don't give them a fucking fish What's well, a very easy way to a point of reference to go to is just to look at the unit and how that show operated because the male and female trainees did not see each other except for passing in the hallway because they were kept on such tight schedules away from each other just in different parts of the building huh. always. Like, there was not the a that specific think... gender glass in the middle Plus of the cafeteria. the fact that I even think in current K-pop, like, we hear about idols in the same company having been friends as trainees a while ago. I feel like you don't really gender them, segregate them. No. Until they're very close to being at debut, which at Jeez. that point, it's it's a schedule. Exactly. You're yeah. You're not going to segregate them, like... That and yeah, and plus, they're if they're like going to be going to debut, guess what? They're going to focus on debuting. debuting so they're not yeah. going to see a ton of other people besides exactly. preparing for a debut. So. Like, there is no reason to fish tank them nope. separately when they're not yeah. even close to debuting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. Um, so if that wasn't yeah. bad enough, it's going to get worse in K-pop Revolution. Oh, Significantly worse. worse, if you can believe that. Including worse cover art, because the cover art to this is yeah, so the cover terrible, art is garbage. <laughs> oh, the, the cover art's worse. Graphic design yeah. is my passion, 101. It's giving graphic god. design is my passion. Yep. So um, bad. Oh, god. <sighs> so... This K-pop uh, revolution begins with the aftermath of her massive speech. She hi her, uh, I believe Helena and her mom are hiding out in this hotel room that they're getting for free, by the way, because oh, nice. Helena's helping her essentially be like, well, it's Candace from Say Entertainment. Do you want to give us a room for free? Because that's definitely <laughs> how that works. Definitely how that works. <laughs> Um, I also oh, wrote God, a bunch of notes on here funny. with just the fact of uh, observations I made having no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. So uh, here's the thing is Sammy read that book with no knowledge of K-pop Confidential. Nope. Because I was originally only going to read K-pop Confidential and we knew there was a sequel, but I was like, I don't think this book will really, be interesting enough to. to read the sequel. And then I finished yeah. the book and I was like, Sammy, you have to read the sequel. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. All right. Here I go. And so I didn't tell anything about K-pop Confidential to Sammy before she read this book. So Yep, I didn't yeah. know anything. So my first note here is, so what I'm getting is this girl talks shit about the trainee system and her company, but people are on her side and are currently demanding she debut. There are people standing outside of the hotel room demanding she debut. We want a debut. It's so we want it, a it's debut. such a massive thing that there's a fucking news helicopter circling. Oh boy. We want like, a debut. We want Candace to debut. What is it? That kind of chant? Yeah. <laughs> With Terrible. signs walking around in a circle. Yep. yep. Uh so uh they also make Say look like a totalitarian regime because they're sending dudes <laughs> to take pictures of her New Jersey house. What? And they're what? preventing her from leaving the country. Them doxing oh, their God. own artist's personal life is yep. like not not a thing. And oh, also, God. they're like not letting her leave the country because of her contract. Oh, also, uh, I don't remember in what context it was used, but I just have a note on here that says it's 2022. Why does this word have the word swaggy? Swaggy. <laughs> because that is what happened. <laughs> My God. Yep. What the hell? What is this? Yep, Seriously? that happened. So essentially what happens is that Candace ends up doing an interview with a Korean news outlet, and then she just talks her honest opinion about what happened. And then at some point, SLK is on the Stephen Colbert show. Uh, what, uh, and uh, what? Yes. Uh, what? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and they're asked about the Candace situation <laughs> as if all the questions were not vetted by the company first before they're allowed to speak on them. But whatever. Uh, and also, like, Jay- why would they do that on an American show? Who does uh, that? Because it's big enough news, apparently. Oh. And then oh, 1J boy. essentially goes on strike and tells the company he's not making any more music for them until they fix the Candace situation. He's <laughs> There's a revolt. <sighs> Hence, the president of K-pop South Korea revolution. has to make a statement of this. Oh God! <laughs> the president of South Korea makes a statement for say to end the crisis. This and is that so is unbelievable. In this is unbelievable. Yep. This really. Why else to think that this man really thinks that one statement made by a Korean American is going to be this massive yep. of a problem in South yep. Korean culture? Uh, also, I would like to point out my issues with the writing style right now, which is that the weird thing about this that really annoyed me was the random interjection of Korean facts like God. randomly they're talking about how like she's like looking up news articles and it's like well thankfully i can look up all these news articles because korea has the fastest internet speed in the world and i'm like why did i <laughs> why, why did i need to know this, that <laughs> that was an unnecessary amount of detail why was this in here and it'd be one thing if it happened once it just kept happening where you just learned God. random korean facts and i'm like what are you we doing here mm-hmm. um so essentially uh, they go back to say, turns out they kicked out the old CEO, and now they get a new girl CEO who, like, rose up the ranks and is like, yeah, no, I'm a cool CEO. <laughs> and apparently through the power of girl boss feminism in one speech, <laughs> they convinced Candace to come back to say entertainment and debut in the girl group because she was oh, planning on leaving fuck. and going back to New Jersey. But oh they brought Helena back and all of them are now going to debut in a girl group. Oh, my God. <laughs> The power of girl boss feminism, guys. Oh, man. Um, so now Wait, they get how idol- far are we into the story is my question. Uh, maybe like three or four chapters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they get real into... God, holy uh, please, shit. Please, I condense this down. <laughs> um, so they get an idol apartment. They're going to get a pre-debut show where they're uh. essentially just going to be followed around with cameras with how they're going to debut. And she's going to a foreign school because of course she is. Of course. Uh, so that now she has to juggle AP classes, dance training, and debuting. Because, of course. Of course. Also, she's dating Young Bay, but also is flirting with 1J constantly. At this point, because 1J, 1J does, does not, not know she's no. a boyfriend. <laughs> and at no point, and I, I at some point was, I at some point had to ask Kayla because they make no reference to 1J feeling guilty or her being like why the fuck is he flirting with me i'm like kayla does he know that's the one question i asked her and she's like no he didn't tell her in the first book and i'm like well shit he didn't tell her in the second book oh boy uh so at this school she meets one black girl and one her and her friend that kind of dresses a little punk rock at first (laughs) i genuinely thought they were going to be the villains they're not thankfully god Um, punk rock oh god little like she just we back to 2010s are we back yeah. to 2010 now? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, so, um, this group is debuting in December. And I just thought about this. Um, this group's debuting in December. They have Christmas off. And they have the end of the year off. And also their Mama Awards are in... Uh, their equivalent of the Mama Awards So how the fuck February. does that work? How the fuck does it's that just, work? Yeah, the group nope. debuts in December. Nope. Does like two weeks of music shows. They're off for Christmas. They're off for New Year. So they don't even do two of the biggest like performance days of the of the year and then the mama awards aren't until february what the fuck what are what are we doing God. here what is what, are what we goes doing on here? here what what is this what is i don't this? know i don't fuck 
fucking no. Please, the way handled Joa handled a dating scandal makes way more fucking sense than this. It is because nepotism. Yep. Yeah. Nepotism is so much more yep, straightforward. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Uh, so then they are presented with their. Uh, I'm going really fast to this book because there's a whole lot of nothing in this book. <laughs> Where they just kind of go in circles about how oh. it's sort of the same thing that happens in the first one where she just continues to complain about she complains about the general because she's being like super I thing about all the I skipped a lot dancing. of the just boring she's a trainee oh aspect of K-pop confidential. Like there's a lot the of nonsense going on The general makes a very there. pointed statement to be like Candace, I'm not scared of you. You think you can take down this company, but like I'm not gonna go easy on you. Like just Candace is like a se- like a 17 year old, and she's like, I am an adult. <laughs> like you're not, and like you're Candace is like, yet, I'm honey. not trying to take down this industry, and I'm like, yes, Candace, you shut are. the fuck up. Yes, you are, Candace. Please stop. Just uh, I would honey, like to, stop. I would now like to describe the absolute worst K-pop light stick of all time. Not through my own words. But through the words of Stephen Lee. Oh, so it is called the Magic Unifor- Unicorn Wand Lightstick. <laughs> and it is described as... <clears throat> the pink what handle has a switch with two settings, sweet and fierce. When you switch it to sweet, the head glows white, the horns glow blue, the mane glows lavender... The heart-shaped eyes glow yellow and green. Give it a wave, and it starts thrumping harp sound effects that make it sound like you're sprinkling fairy dust. Marie, are you okay? Marie is not okay. <laughs> Wait, there's more. There's more. Uh, switch oh, it to fierce, and the whole head lights up red and evil. Red and evil. Red and evil. And it makes the metallic oh swoosh of a sword slicing through the air. Oh my this is the worst God. thing I've ever heard in my life. I hate that. The just practical <laughs> construction of that light stick is like impossible. That means like, there's break. no fucking light. We're getting that many different so many different Can light you just bulbs. also imagine how fucking stupid that would look? Like? Where's Can the fucking off button? That's my question. Can you also Where's imagine the... how fucking awful? Awful that would sound if there's a group of them and they're having so many sound and effects. And they're just like hearts, thrumping harp and also just swords. There's hearts and then swords. In a concert? Like, like, it awful. Oh my god. Terrifying. Holy fucking shit. That is so fucking This seems terrible. like someone who in theory knows what a K-pop light stick is. They know is, what it never is. Seen they have ever. never once looked into what a K-pop oh light stick no, actually is. This person is. accidentally looked up. You know what this person accidentally looked oh. up? This person accidentally received like a Sailor Moon uh, Japan, yeah, a Sailor Moon <laughs> wand. They like were googling and they were like wands. Sailor Moon, Asian the K-pop wand. group, shit. And they were like, oh well, this. Can we do some aerials. Like, like Stephen Lee had a little sister that was really into like Sailor Moon or like Pretty <laughs> yes. and then he just oh saw these God. like really bright things in like his attic, and he's like, well, this is kind of a K-pop light. They didn't Google K-pop light. God so damn it, he probably did. head on a stick is like a little bit terrifying as a concept. Oh my God. Like, the little unicorn head on a stick, in theory, could be an actual K-pop light stick. Once you start adding this other bullshit, once it starts making <laughs> also, sounds, the unicorn head would definitely be like in a sphere or something. Well, why it wouldn't just be like a unicorn? fucking head on a stick. Why is it a fucking unicorn? Why? I don't know. Why? I just does can't. that have anything to do with Ugh. the fandom or like the group name as a whole? The unicorn <laughs> aspect, or is that just like a, a random thing that we're just gonna add in here? What is the group? Because I, I never got the group like name I or anything in K-pop oh, Confidential. 
let me give me one second. Can I say, I don't know. It's just like, this is just so unbelievable. It's just like, how is this going to work? This is going to cost too much oh, money no, on the, plastic. The it's like, is, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the group name is The Girls. No, oh, just The That's Girls. Is cool. The Girls. <laughs> Yoja. We can't have Yo any creativity with the group names in these books, can we? No, it's just the girl. It's either random three random letters or three letters or like the girls. Basic girls words. forever. The girls, girls something. <laughs> yep. Girlfriend. Uh, yep. So, essentially, then we get um, we get the introduction of the other rival K-pop girl group, which is called Never Idols. Which is uh -huh. called the anti-K-pop girl group, where the aesthetic is they're all minorities. Oh, fantastic. Yep. One of them's an evil punk. So with this piercings. is Black Swan. So this is Black Swan. This is worse. This is worse than Black Swan. With piercings. One of them is fat. One of them is gender queer. And uh, Yun Jun is black. This doesn't exist. Nothing like doesn't this exists. This doesn't exist. And also, <laughs> using minorities as an aesthetic as an aesthetic. is not great. This sounds like some bullshit no. like the U.S. company would do. Oh, yep, the, yeah. The aesthetic is we are all minorities, and that is the and aesthetic. It's a terrible, you know, it probably terrible. will happen, to be honest, in the States at some point. It is, but also... And it'll I be cringe that, that this is going like, to be like... It's the, like, the, 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 we can't be exploiting people who are already minorities like, for an No, we can't. Like, why are, why uh, are we doing that? The other thing is that this is skipping forward, but their song is like, You Wish You Were Me, which is them being like, You wish you had this confidence. And I'm like, that seems wrong. But also, uh -oh. Candace's reaction is a little bit white savior, where she's like, I thought I was going to be the real, like, transformation of the K-pop industry. Oh, fuck But turns no. out it's them. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, man. What? I can't. I'm sorry. What you're a pretty skinny <laughs> Korean American debuting in the K-pop industry in like the you're largest mine. one of the largest K-pop companies God. that exist in this world. I can't. The, 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 the company is then is in the second book more coded SM than it is high. Yeah, definitely. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yep. So, um, <laughs> God, I can't. I just. Uh. Yep. This is ridiculous. So, Holy shit. I'm so sorry, guys. You had to put up. This series is truly <laughs> something real bad. Uh, so at some <laughs> point, uh, one, the CEO has them dance to their song, which I forget what the song's name is, but it's it's like whatever. And it <laughs> is like she has them dance while people yell insults at them so, oh, to get them used to like, hey, this is going to suck. You know that like people are going to be mean to you. And then uh, at some point they go to, I believe it's Australia or New Zealand, to film part of their music video. They also film it on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. Uh, how? Is, Why? How Just does imagine, I want you to imagine the jopping video. Just make it not at all CGI in 100% oh real sets. Also, like, what are and they doing? Are they going to be on a military plane? Because, like, how, the, how do you have room to wiggle a camera around? I don't know. The fuck? Know. It doesn't get into specifics, but just imagine, like, Jopping and, uh, just Espa's The Girls, mm -hmm. but, like, no CG, and, like, 100% real. Lovely. God. And I'm like, what, how much money are you putting into this? It makes Ugh. no sense. Uh, so at that point, um, I made a note, because I started getting annoyed, because we're halfway through the group, which is, why must Candace make us snarky comments about <laughs> everything everyone does for no reason? Because she oh, makes a snarky comment Jesus. in her mind about everything everyone does for no reason. Like, one of the girls, um, the girl that was in that previous group, I forget her name, 
I don't remember her you name. You know what either. I mean? You know but the girl yeah, the one the like, one who was redebuting after she left yes. her very popular girl group. So she constantly for this pre debut show, she always tends to dress nicer than the other girls. She's like trying to put on like a very like polished thing on camera and Candace makes comments like, Why is she trying to outdo oh, us? Is, Why is she is so care so much? Oh. Her name is Wooey. Yeah. And the group she was yeah, in, uh, very creative, called Queen Girl. Yep. And, like, she's trying to re-debut. Okay. And, like, she makes so many snarky comments about this girl. It's like, well, I have to learn to uh, work with her because we're going to be in this group. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Like, what's going on here? Why must you make comments? Jesus. Didn't you, uh, I remember so you the- also saying when they were filming this, like, pre-debut, like, variety show thing about how they told her to act like she's, like, um the younger sibling again she can't understand mm-hmm. Korean very well so it was like like cute and she gets like super annoyed with that yeah and it's like she like because Candace is not... too like outspoken or whatever to try to act or like for literally any reason at all and she Jesus. just for some reason took that cue as like that means I need to do egg yo and it was like no one told you to do that like you decided no that was what they wanted you to you do, to do <laughs> and now you're upset yeah. that you're doing it because you decided you needed to do that Yep, this, this is the fucking logic of these people. I just do. can't. She is I just truly it's just um, something else. So then, another girl named uh, Bohi, which interestingly enough, they were trying to ice out this girl. Notice with all those colors, all of these girls get a color, and these colors do not work at all because it's freaking white. It's white, uh, not white. It's blue, lavender, yellow, green, and a bunch of and like it's a ridiculous amount of colors. Mm-hmm. And one of the colors for Bohi's is orange, but it's nowhere on any of their stuff because it just doesn't fit because that's already five colors and six colors is too many. So she <laughs> essentially leaves in the middle of the night while the other girls are asleep right before they debut. Yep. And they what? have to essentially... Yeah, she leaves in the middle of the night, right before they, right before they. What go is she off a runaway film. now? Yeah, right before they go off to film in Australia, the night before she runs away, and quits the company and leaves, and leaves them a letter that's like, "I can't do this anymore," and just books it. Oh, Honestly, I would yes. too if I were her. Fucking get I'd out of out. there! Get out of that absolute yep. clown show. Yep. <laughs> um. So then they then they go off and do the music video in Australia or New Zealand. I forget. The group debuts, and the author makes a jab at uh, showcase questions where they're "quote unquote" always boring, and uh, the idols never answer the question. And I'm like, no, they yes, they do. They just get asked boring questions, like like all of those questions are vetted ahead I, of time, and you yeah, told of course they always usually you, are. Yeah, I think Stephen Lee's just upset that in his three weeks in Korea, he couldn't ask whatever he wanted. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my, like he God. he had to vet his questions for these literal children. Mm-hmm. Of course, he did. Like, I'm sorry, you, you, you're not going to be able to catch these children in a gotcha moment, nor should you try to catch these children in a gotcha moment. that's just fucking rude. Like, that's mean. Also, like, like no company's going to try to allow you to catch them in yeah. a gotcha moment. And so, also, like... it's unfair to them to put them in the, sp- the position of a gotcha moment. Yep. Yeah. When, like, you, if you want to ask these questions, ask, ask someone that works for the company. Don't ask these idols. Right. Um, so, they debut. Uh, it... Their debut is so perfect, it's called Game Changing, Ugh. and it's the most, they they say it's the most viewed mu- YouTube, uh, mu- their most viewed music video on YouTube. Not K-pop music video, not in the, fr- they just sort of imply that it's the most viewed video ever. 
because they add no which other is bullshit because Gundam is bullshit. style is the most viewed and it no definitely I think has it's Despacito now oh. oh is it now oh, okay yeah but I still think that like they don't add any connotations to the words most viewed YouTube video so they never specify what it is the, it, like the show gets big ratings the song is top of the charts uh, they go, they do promotions. One of the girls starts filming a drama called Please Take My Beauty, which I think is just an absolute reference to 80 other shows. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I described the video for the girls as savage and jopping if it was done with no CGI. I can't even so, imagine yeah. what that's supposed to look like. I don't know. That sounds like, terrible. It's Yeah, but like, so does this video. God, mm -hmm. it sounds terrible. Um, so Never Idol actually goes on a music show along with the girls, and Candace's reaction is, I guess any exposure is good for them, even if their <laughs> performance doesn't blow anyone away. And I'm oh like, Candace, what the fuck? <laughs> Candace! I feel like, though, that kind this? of realistically is a mentality of a lot of people. But why people. would you write that about your main character? Like, this is a, yeah, not a real hard. person. It's a fictional person. Why <laughs> do you make her that unlike I guess any exposure is good exposure, right, Steven? Even if you're We're talking about you right now, bud. Just putting that out there. Oh, my God. I'll also, I want to point out that every time the book describes choreographies, it describes the person as pounding the move. And I don't know what that means. It's like they pounded all the moves in this choreography. I'm like, what, what the fuck does that mean? mean? What the fuck? I understand. That's like, definitely not the... how dancers talk. I can tell you that right like, now. That's, um, that's not, that's the not any. That's not that. the phrasing. I don't think anyone would use for that. Context. Absolutely not. But it's a that sounds like a man book. thing to say who's never known anything about dance. Yeah. It's like shocking um, that that's like a running theme for this man is writing a book about things and he just has no idea how multiple <laughs> things work. So. Yep. Um, so uh, Never Idol wins the music show because of in-person voting and online voting. So this guy does not understand how music shows work. Nope. Because they, he just, the chapter four said that the girls' music video is top of the charts and that it is, um, and that it's like viral online. It's the most view viewed thing ever. And the fact that like Never Idol <laughs> essentially goes on stage once and then because of the votes that come in from in person and immediately after they go on online, because also I don't think music shows are live. They're not. They, I there don't is know a how the online there voting is a live quote unquote live voting aspect live of it. Voting. But you can Doesn't win work. a music show not showing up to it based off exactly. of just like No, yeah, you online, can. That happens like, all the time. time. It happens Again, online very often. The, you vote like the week before leading up. Those votes yeah. count are far more and votes even than you're going to get if, immediately following. Even that. if, because there are some music shows that have like a part, you have to be at the music show to win. Like that's like the show, yeah. the show champion, and M they're also there. There's no way they're not getting any in person and online voting, being as quote unquote popular as they say they are. So exactly. There's no way. Also, don't album sales count for this too? They yes, do. they definitely do. Yes, all of that counts. It's not even just album sales, but, like, they're in top of the charts. They don't get a perfect all kill that week because, I don't know, perfect all kill. I, I also like that apparently they're, like, you didn't get a perfect all kill. I'm, like, perfect all kills don't come out at the end of the week. They come out, like, mm -hmm. why are you saying? Like, I don't think yeah, Stephen Lee knows sense. what a perfect all kill is. No. But sure. Nope. Literally uh, no so idea. they win that. Uh, essentially, they go back and forth over the week of music shows, like, 
they try different things of like, well, uh, Never Idol was more real. They didn't have all these super like special effects and these insane outfits. So then they do a performance where they're in more basic outfits. And then like they won the second one, but they lost like the third one. Like all the music shows are going back and forth between the two of them. Mm. Um, what else we got? Uh, Candace comes off in a brat in the reality show because she does a brat thing she and they air it on literally sucks. So like, yeah. honestly, I'm not surprised because she just sucks. So it's like, that's, she is a brat. So yeah, what a surprise. Uh, so the company possibly wants to buy Never Idol. And also Candace then has a recording of her saying something bitchy, like in school come out and she loses her mind. Also, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. The, it, yeah, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Because she did say it. No one edited her out of context. They just put out what she said, which is that she was being a bitch about Never Idol and about, uh. like, I thought I was going to be a star. And I'm like, shut up, shut Candace. Shut up. <laughs> um, also, at some point, uh, they get a black ocean. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh of god! Course. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but like, at yeah, some of point, course. Like the girls of Never Idol are just trying to be like super nice to Candace. Like, hey, mm-hmm. the, so what the 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 thing of her being bitchy comes out because like the girls of Never Idol like confront her and like the because she starts being distant from them because they're winning and she's losing and like essentially they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Da 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 da. And she's like, well, I thought I was like, you don't get it. I was gonna be a star. Um, I'm sure uh, you guys uh, are trying to just sabotage me at this point. I'm diva like, Jesus, attitude. Candace, relax. Uh, and then we get to the big attitude. plot twist. The big plot uh, twist. Turns out this was all a massive conspiracy theory for revenge. And the girl boss CEO is actually the chairman's daughter. And they did all of this to break Candace down so that they could then disband the girls. What? This yes. book is a satire. What? Like, there's no way this man wrote this book as a serious book. Like, this is a sat- that, this that is, is a satire. What the fuck? Yep. Can you repeat that again, please? I need to hear this again. It's all like, a massive conspiracy for revenge. From a former CEO. To destroy Candace. To destroy Candace. Because she was all like, the auto yes. industry sucks. LOL. Yes. yes. <laughs> Jesus. Why yeah. put so much effort into this publicly? I would have just sued her. Absolutely. They should have. <laughs> What's the this logic in ma- that? Logic a, is out the window. This is a very expensive revenge plot. This is stupid. This is stupid. Yep. This and is then, stupid. Uh, essentially, they get all this out there. They get all this out about... Because it was a secret that she was the CEO's daughter. Um, the chairman's daughter, sorry. And then the K-pop warrior Candace does almost nothing to defend herself and make anything better for just others doing all the hard work. Uh, the girls just essentially hijack the mamas so they do oh, wow. their own performance step differently. And oh. <laughs> uh, then she wants to go to Harvard. That's the end. That, that's the end? She just wants to go to Harvard when she's she done? She is writing a Harvard essay. Her ending is a Harvard essay, and honestly, it's the worst Harvard essay I've ever so seen. So she left the group already? Uh, no. Oh. So yeah, the ending of, yeah, the ending of this all book right. is essentially her writing a Harvard admissions essay fantastic uh, I, can, I can read some choice quotes if you want oh sure um, go ahead lovely. okay uh where where is it it's at the end also at some point her and uh i stopped caring about the her and the young bay relationship at some point she does tell uh what's his name that yeah uh maybe i do have a boyfriend and i'm like no shit you do uh, stop flirting <laughs> like, what with are you Jay. doing <laughs> 
What Why are you being a cheating No, person. he has no idea that she has a secret boyfriend. <laughs> like, no, yeah, why is she being a cheating person? <laughs> all right. Why is she cheating? Um, I like that this one is also just a dig on Asian Americans, which is there's a lot of talk lately about Asian Americans don't make the best college applicants. Sure, some of us have high GPAs and test scores, but according to some people, we don't stand out from the pack. We don't have original stories. I'm like, yeah, sure. You don't have an original story. Um, at some point, she just lists off her accomplishments of, I'm now the owner of my own music publishing company, which happened off page, by the way. I don't oh, know how oh, that happened. What? Uh, for which I've written over 100 original songs, including five perfect alt kills on the Korean charts and one number one on the Billboard Hot 100. You have not done that uh, okay. in the span of time between you debuting mm -hmm. as an idol and writing this college admissions essay. Just gonna put that Plus out there. Plus the fact that she's All like right, 16 then. when she debuts anyway. She also, so we class, also had so this conversation like where as we learned in Fantasio Entertainment you need a certain like certification to be a mm -hmm. CEO of a company. There's no way you can get that as a minor. Before you're 18, yeah. yeah. So that's um, unrealistic. Also, high accomplishment. She's also president of the school ceramics club. Apparently, you got time for that. Oh, <laughs> um, I, uh, Jesus! It's, I, I mean, I don't know how the hell my character juggles. I cannot do it online classes. Uh, also, she has a Netflix documentary called K-pop Warrior. Uh, 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 yep, yep. That's also in her Harvard admissions essay. By the way, oh Jesus Christ! Um, Just shocking. <laughs> Um, okay, I have this. I, I love this bit, which is, uh, here's the last way I believe I stand out as a category for admission. Although I would very much like to attend Harvard, and it's been a dream of mine for quite some time, I am willing to admit that I will be fine if I'm rejected. I'm, using, I'm used to rejection, failure, and disappointment, and have learned to accept them as essential experiences on the road to success. He's also um, not why would you say that for college admission? There's more. Why Plus, would you say that? Plus, I have a myriad possible backup plans. I could attend a different fine university. I could take a gap key year and go on a world <laughs> tour with the girls. Or I could form a rap subunit with my boyfriend, Young Bay Lee, and best friend, Bina Kwan, the lead, the main rapper Why would you and say that dancer of Never Idol. I can't. Why would you say that in an application? I literally can't my deal with this girl. Why? I, I, I can't. My, po my point Holy is, shit. whatever your decision, I will be fine if... It comes down to me and another candidate who says their happiness depends on admission to your school. Please admit them. Did you check these books against the wall? Two weeks ago. Why did you put that in your college admissions essay? My grandfather, who passed away two Jesus. weeks ago, oh, once taught me never trade your happiness for something you can take in your hand. To me, a Harvard diploma fits that criteria. Or is it criterion? See, if I had a Harvard education, I'd probably know the difference. Jesus Christ, I hate. What you. is wrong with her? She's awful. Wow. Oh, did you not chuck this book out at the window or something? Like, oh, I just chucked it away from me. Actually, I <laughs> should we just do that. I didn't hear me. a thud. I can't, oh, I a, can't believe my bed, this so is a, was a I can't believe this book. is a serious book this man wrote. Like, That's it a is, this is written. a satire. See, like, man, no I, are you serious? serious? Is this a satire? A I hope it's a satire. I Look, I this wish I had the to write this kind of I hope of this is a satire because, Steven, I can't believe you have the it's balls not a, it's 100%, to show your face around for this. It's not a satire. But also, a satire. who are the people on Goodreads giving this, these books a four? Who are they? Uh, who are you? People who people are who like why? Why did you guys give XOXO a 3.9? don't understand how K pop works. And gave those two books a four. 
XOXO doesn't hate the K-pop industry, and I feel like a lot of book people hate. They probably the do, industry. honestly. If we're gonna be honest, it is just God. So so much about this is bad. Like, and I can't even begin Almost to explain how bad. much of it is bad. I just can't. I can't. I literally can't deal with it. I, I'm just so listening to this. I'm just bad. like, how did you do this to yourself? This is torture. It's like just the general concept this of this entire awful. book is, yeah, girl boss feminism needs to save the K-pop industry. I'm like, <laughs> what are you out, talking about? Can I just say, can I say girl, F boss girl boss feminism is actually evil? And I'm like, what are evil. what is going on? This is ugh. It's awful. It's truly terrible. Jesus. So that would be negative five out of ten. For both of those books, yes. maybe Honestly, maybe I think lower. This one's worse. Maybe <laughs> the, the second one is worse. Maybe the second one's like a negative like twenty out of ten, and like okay. this, and then like K-pop is like a solid 5. negative five out of ten. I'll, right, I'll give mine a seven out of ten. How about yeah. that? There we go. Or six. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we gave one spawn a K prom a five. A five. <laughs> All right. That seems correct. <laughs> All right. That's a. We read some. Wide, a wide variety of books. books here, really. We read essentially, honestly, I feel like this is not something I've ever read, but I feel like I would find a better story in those, like, actual K-pop idol fan fiction. Honestly. I, honestly, I am yeah. Fair. Especially better than K-pop Confidential and K-pop Revolution, for sure. Exactly. I think at least at least in comparison to those, I feel like I could find some better. Like this like, is fan truly fiction. one of the worst books I've ever read. Like it's oh, awful. I'm glad I missed out on that. You're glad. It, you glad. it was so it. so I'm glad. so bad. I'm glad because I'm just hearing you guys talk about this, and I'm just like, how was the writing? Was it just that god awful? Were there mm -hmm. grammar errors? Like what? Their what writing happened? itself is not good, but the, it's more so the concepts behind the writing that make it as bad as it is. Ugh. Yeah. The god. like concepts and the intention behind the writing really just like really destroy it. Do we have any final thoughts? Um, I if guess. you're really into K-pop, don't read K-pop books, is, I think, the big <laughs> takeaway here. Entirely. Besides XOXO, They are not maybe. written for us. There's your <laughs> That is the I takeaway don't even, here. No offense to XOXO, I don't even think XOXO is written for us. I think we just... Honestly, no, but, it, like, if you, have, if, you forced, if you are forced... If you are forced to... Yeah, if you've decided yeah. to do this task on your own, of all of these books, the best one relative to the other ones is XOXO. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty much, is what I learned. Oh, man. This is which is sad. The time. This was yeah. something. Yeah, uh, oh, it was something. It was, it's definitely oh something. I don't know what that something is, but it's something. So basically, if we're gonna do this again, we're gonna look for better books. Um. Oh. <laughs> maybe. We're gonna try to redeem this with like some decent books next. We have decided we because have we have spent so much of our time reading bad k-pop books that like maybe we should read some like good books by asian american authors or asian authors that's the that yeah the they don't have to be about k-pop but just like by asian authors. i have one right on my shelf that i know i have not touched and i'm just like that mm -hmm. one i think i've heard is pretty solid i mean i'm so. reading all look if you want good books written by like just asian authors uh might i recommend the mxtx novels am i a simp yes mm -hmm. yeah but yeah yay um Reading. reading. It's good for you. Reading as a concept. Chicken soup for the soul. Jesus. Arthur would be proud. Yeah. Reading yes. Rainbow. <laughs>
Reading Rainbow. Reading my Rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow with unicorn lights. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh god. <laughs> so that has been uh, K-pop book club, everybody. Uh, we are available on all major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes along with fun clip videos occasionally as well. And with that, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.